Yo, welcome back to Blue Lines. I'm Black Line with my co-host Blue Line. If this is your first time listening, uh, just a brief introduction. I am a young male uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm 25 years old, and my co-host is a cop. Been a cop for about 10 years and still going strong with it. Uh, our conversations are about just the other side, you know, two sides trying to uh get to know each other better uh blue go ahead with that sponsor of ours all right man thank you black it's good to be back mm-hmm. missed you brother yes sir i missed you too man. all right the show is brought to you by the most badass clothing company you've ever heard of it's black luster clothing company that's how you find them on facebook it's b-l-a-c-k-l-u-s-t-r-e support black clothing business. company yep and their tagline is a black-owned clothing company that makes apparel, not apologies. Mm. And they got badass shit. They got a ton of they good, do. good, ton of good shirts. They do. a shirt on there called Slay Like Bay. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get my fiance mm-hmm. that John because they're John fly. Yep. And they got uh, Blurred Line stuff. They do. And they got a whole bunch of good shit. So check them out. Support black business. Uh, the owner of that business will be on this show eventually once mm-hmm. we can make that happen. But uh, he will be a guest, and you all will uh, fall in love with him just like you will his clothing company. So... Yeah, man. It's good to be back. I missed you, man. Hey. It's I been mean, way too long. It, it has. We won't do this again. We, we won't went go, two, yeah, weeks two weeks. Two weeks. Because scheduling. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's your schedule. No, it's it's everybody's. Yeah, it is. It we everybody. got three different people between right. me, you, and I, the producer. I know. And I know. Shout tough. out to Twan, though. Uh, hell yeah. He just got a free t-shirt. I know. He's, he's, he's sitting in here. He's, he's really the sure reason it, why this show goes on. So, you know. <laughs> he'll he'll be on eventually, too. He doesn't have a mic today. Yeah, he but he yeah, he got a story to tell, Driving Wild Black. So we'll eventually and get into that. We're we're going to finish up last episode. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, the last lost. episode got a little bit. Uh, it got choppy at the it end. It got choppy because we had some tech difficulties, which is why our producer, Antoine, sitting in today. Yeah. No, no choppiness this episode. <laughs> and uh so we got to finish up some loose ends on that one because i had some questions related to that yeah. but then we're gonna you have already good... getting fan mail blue look at you oh yeah no 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 it's like it's just questions people are I interested they're like wait wait we could tell that that last episode mm-hmm. was messed up we we, mm-hmm. we got some questions so that's we're gonna cover that yeah. that's um we'll start with that okay. we'll start with wrapping up last episode yeah. because of the tech difficulties and then we'll move on to to this episode yes sir. so a couple questions i got last week were um, apparently because of the tech difficulties, I never actually answered what was the verdict of Graham versus Connor. So last episode and go, go back and listen to it. I'm not going to cover it again, but, uh, last week or the last episode, we talked about the Flando Castile shooting mm-hmm. and how case law led to the officer's eventual acquittal. And I described Graham versus Connor, which is the premier case law for police use of force. But what, because of tech difficulties I never got out, was what the outcome of that case law was. So, and, and again, go back and listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. But episode basically the, the ruling was you cannot judge police use of force based on hindsight. You mm-hmm. have to judge it based off what the officer was working with and the facts they knew at the time the force was applied. Mm-hmm. So because of that, in Graham versus Connor, the officer got off. Because based off what he knew at the time, mm-hmm. it was reasonable. Now, in hindsight, it was totally unreasonable. But based off what he knew at the time, they deemed it reasonable. Similarly, in the Philando Castile shooting, in hindsight, that shooting was nightmarish mm. and completely wrong. Mm. But the courts ruled based on case law, because a precedent has been set, based off what the officer articulated and was working with at the time of the stop, they deemed it okay. Mm. And that's why he was not convicted. Now, as I said in episode two, I disagree with it entirely. Damn. Now, the other thing I didn't wrap up was what I hope my master's thesis to be. Mm -hmm. And my master's thesis, and I still have to do all the hard work to prove this, but my thesis is that case law developed in a time where there weren't video cameras in every pocket. Correct. So the only voice that we hear is the police officers. Mm-hmm. We typically don't hear the, the victims, people that, the yeah, dead people. Yeah, you can't hear We don't hear talking. the suspect's voice. We right. hear the police officer's voice. Yeah. And the disconnect between policing and the general public is that you fast forward to 2018, everybody's got a video camera in their pocket, so everybody's right. filming police interactions, right. and people are seeing it, and they're thinking to themselves, that's not right. And it isn't. But the disconnect is case law, which is, which is the ruling. I think it's right, though. 
Yeah, what's that? There's like twenty percent of people who think it's right, though. Well, well, <laughs> cops think it's right because yeah, we're all we're all, right. herd, we're all a herd mentality. Yeah. We all keep to our own. Yeah, we all support our own. We don't think outside of our little box. We keep <laughs> to our little communities. We're all xenophobic as hell. And like I said in the last episode, you know, white people try to justify what well, he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, points fingers. Nobody takes any responsibility, and nobody takes a step back and looks at what they could do to do better. Right, <laughs> and that's what we hope to do yes, and that's sir. what i think police need to do mm-hmm. so with 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 case law uh it developed around a time where people weren't seeing firsthand what police use of force looked like now we have seen it mm-hmm. and so my thesis is that case law needs to be re-examined in light of what police use of force actually looks like mm. in the case of graham versus connor it's reasonable that the cop was let off because the way that that played out it was reasonable. Nobody died. Nobody ultimately was physically injured. Mm-hmm. And what the cop did based off what he knew at the time was reasonable. That isn't the case with Philando Castile because Philando Castile's dead. Mm. You cannot say that what the officer was working with at the time that he shot Philando Castile was reasonable. And the reason you can't say that is because he's dead. And when you look at that case in hindsight, Philando Castile shouldn't be dead. He wasn't a criminal. He wasn't a threat, and the only reasonable, logical reason why Officer Yanez killed him was out of fear, mm. and that fear is racial-based. Wow. We are feared. We, we are taught to fear black people, and we're going to get into that today. Yep. We're going to get into how white people love to call the police on black people yep. simply for being black. It has been. And Black Luster, they just it released is. a shirt that said possession of melon. Uh, what's the word? Skin pigment. What's the word? Pigmentation? No, no, no. Melanin? Melanin. melanin. Oh, yeah. You're talking about melanin, yeah. God. Possession of melanin is not yeah. a crime. They just released that shirt. <laughs> I don't know. I, because, I gotta... <laughs> because, and I'm here to tell you, I've been a yeah. cop 10 years. Yeah. I've had white people call the police on black people for being black yeah. thousands of times. Yeah. Let's tell you straight up. Happens all the time. Yeah. Like... So we're going to get into that. <laughs> so that wraps up last week. Sorry for the tech difficulties. No, black is going to talk to us about... Uh, about fucking slave codes, man. Which I and don't know a whole ton about. It's okay. That's what we. That's why we having these conversations. Because slave codes goes to what you're talking about. White people calling, you know, uh, calling the cops on black people. Mm-hmm. So, slave codes kind of established around like the 1740s, 1742. I think it started off in South Carolina. So basically, what it was, it was like a right. For the codes were uh, laws, a set of laws for white people to treat black people however they wanted to. Uh, so I got, I got to, because I honestly don't know. I didn't have time to research this. Mm-hmm. So slave codes were literally a law, laws, laws, it, uh, yes. lawful, lawful, past yeah. laws, past laws that so, dictated how white people were supposed to lawfully treat black people. Yes, and, and it, it depended on your state that you were in. So they were so, state specific. So this law could say. Uh, this slave can only do this at this certain time. This slave cannot go outside of this limit or, or, or this plantation. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people were not able to be taught how to read nor write, except if they uh, obey to the Christian religion. That's mm-hmm. why uh, some black people were taught to read the Bible. Uh, but they did not pass the law of black people getting married, even though they were taught the Christian religion. Mm. So that's why it was okay for black people, families, to be separated. So you were separated through auctions. You were separated by many of things. And uh, there was a thing where uh, black pe- black males would have sex with a woman and then have, have kids, and then they would ship that slave off to another plantation mm. for money. So, and this is kind of getting off topic, but I just wanted to say this, but because we in the black community, a lot of people say, well, there's no black fathers in the black community. Well, <laughs> people suffer from PTSD all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if, if I, like I just said, in slavery times, you had black males just making little babies and then just go off to another plantation. Mm-hmm. What do we see now? Mm-hmm. In 2018. We got black males. It was the precedent that was set. Make, making babies, and they just, just flur off. So uh, hmm. let me uh, – I, I went off topic. So, yeah, um, so slave codes basically, like, placed ridiculous restrictions on slaves that already uh, had, like, limited freedom. Uh, this also created uh, them to not rebel against white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So if you created these laws, you know, uh, if – 
if you tried to run away from my plantation, I had the right to chop your foot off. I had a right to hang you in front of your family. I had a right to uh, put one leg to a horse, another leg to another horse, and make the horse go crazy and they split your body in half. Hmm. So the, and all of these things were okay because it was deemed legal. It was deemed legal. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so these the are point real is, laws. So the point is legality does not equal morality. Some, because yeah. something is legal does not make it moral. Black people could not possess weapons. They could not leave their owner's plantation. And they could not even lift a hand to a white person. If they hmm. did that, they would be killed. And that was the law. And that was the law. And so with me saying this... um, Cause like as time, you know, as time passed, we see that those things were created back in, like I said, the 17, like early 17, I think 1740, I did say 1742, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, with each like new rebellion, like uh, Nat Turner, a couple other uh, slave rebellions that happened, these laws got increased even more, more stricter, uh, more things happen. Uh, people got more limited privileges and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said all of that to say this because, yo, that video not funny, but it's funny that when I sent you, like the girl calling the uh, the police on the guy cooking the barbecue, Yeah, I was like, so that relates back to slave codes because yeah. it's like black yeah. people are outside of their limit. Yep, White people yep, feel yep, yep. the fact that they can call the cops on this person. Even the the black woman who was sleeping in her car at Yale. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. She got the No, cops. she wasn't even sleeping in her car. She was sleeping in a designated room for students to sleep in. Oh, I thought it was a car. I'm pretty sure she was in a room. She was in a room? Yeah, common area. She was That, that makes, happens that, at that colleges all the time. More, that makes it worse. Yeah, it's way worse. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, it's like we still living in these slave codes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Kanye pissed me off. He was like, man, slavery a choice. No, the fuck is not a fucking choice. We don't have a choice. Now, I get it. You can be enslaved in the mind. That could be a choice. But yeah, we can rebel. Well, even that's not a choice. I'm not even going to address Kanye. I can't even go there. <laughs> yeah, I can't even believe I just said it's fucking nice. Fuck Spike Lee said it all. Did you see what he... No, I didn't see Spike what Spike Lee, Lee came said. out. And he I got to check some, it out. He had some good shit to say. I got to check it out. So, but yeah, though, um, so do you think we still living in like this slave yeah. code area where white people feel like it's okay to call the cops well, on black people? Not, just Not only do I think so, but I know so because I've been a cop for 10 years and I can't tell you how many, how many calls for service I have responded to mm-hmm. where the complainant claims that something suspicious is happening mm-hmm. and it isn't suspicious. The only thing that they can point to is that the person is either Hispanic or black. Mm. And I have responded to that call almost daily for 10 years mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter where I work. Okay. Well, quick question. And that's a fact. And every cop who's being honest will attest to that. Quick question. Do, do white people like learn how to mind their damn business though? No. Like, cause see in the no, hood. Why, no, 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 no. Yeah, privilege allows you to not have to mind your own business. See, growing up in the hood, I'm telling you, you learn, you learn to mind your damn business. But that's you don't have I privilege. stayed two doors down from a trap house. You know, a trap house mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. I mean, dope coming in mm-hmm. that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So we knew that my mom used to like on the way to school be like, oh, that's all they do is sell them damn drugs. They used to have new cars, new rims. Every time. But you know what? Nobody called the cops because mm-hmm. we knew they'd probably shoot up our house. Yep. You know, we they probably beat our ass. Mm-hmm. So we mind our damn business. Because I be feeling like, man, white people don't know how to mind their own business. Well, it's here's why, though. Black people have never been in a position to feel like the police were here for their benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's Black powerful. people yeah. have never been in a position where they're like, you know what? The police are here for us. Right. And if we call the police, they're going to do what's best and by us. once again, that's, that's why never the been their perception. were created. Yeah. As, I just want to make that clear for certain white people that think the Black Panthers was a hate group. No, the police were never on our side. So the Panthers said, hey, we're going to stand up for this black community. We're going to start... <sighs> Food drives, cold any, drives. Okay. So this is a good conversation. If anybody disagrees with what we're saying, we actually have modern day evidence mm-hmm. to prove what we're saying is true because mm-hmm. it happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Starbucks. Mm. Starbucks happened, Come came up it. in the news a couple months ago mm-hmm. or weeks ago, whatever, where two completely unassuming black dudes, literally, they, they, they were just normal human beings. Normal. That's but they had black skin. Yep. And they were sitting in a Starbucks asking mm-hmm. to use the restroom without having purchased anything. Mm-hmm. Now, if a white person does that, no questions asked. No problem. Mm. Black people can't do that. And what happened at Starbucks proved it. Mm. So what you're saying, 
we have modern day evidence to support everything that you're claiming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it happens all the time. It's in the news constantly if yes. you're willing to be honest about it. Yes. So uh, my friend Tanea, you got to meet Tanea. She's she's, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty cool. She's she's a very like dope chick. So she asked if somebody calls the police, does that uh, does that assume that that person who calls the police is uh, automatically right? Um, so she asked a lot of good questions. Yeah. So th- in between episodes two and three, we solicited questions from people on on uh, Black's Facebook page to see if they had any questions for the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions was from your friend Tanea, who asked, in my opinion, one of the best questions mm. because it's very applicable to slave codes and everything else that you just talked about. All right. <laughs> There's crazy people in all segments of society. Okay. Right. Yeah. It is a police officer's job. Okay. Police officers take an oath. First of all, black mm. people don't take an oath when you're born black. You don't take an oath. Right. You're just fucking born. Mm-hmm. You have no control over who you're born to or what you look like. Right. You're just born. Okay? Yeah. So there's this huge disconnect between policing and the black community. And the black community screaming, police don't understand us. Mm-hmm. And police are screaming, the black people don't understand policing. And to an extent, both parties are correct. Mm. There, There is an element of ignorance where... People who aren't cops just don't understand policing, and that's to be expected. Of course they right. don't, because they've and never gone through here. the training. Yep. But police don't understand the black community. That's the bigger issue. And here's why it's the bigger issue. Black people were simply born black. They have no say in the matter. Police officers, on the other hand, took an oath to serve and protect the community. Mm-hmm. The community includes everybody. That includes black people. That includes white people. That includes law-abiding citizens. And that includes criminals. Mm. What police miss often is that we are sworn to protect and to serve criminals as well. And part of the way that we do that is when it's justified and reasonable, we arrest them Mm -hmm. because that is lawful. You have to have laws. You can't just have complete anarchy or society falls apart. But that doesn't mean that that criminal is any less than any other citizen. They've just simply made a bad decision and should mm-hmm. be held accountable and will be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you fucking kick him in the head. Right. That doesn't mean you mistreat him. Mm-hmm. If, of all the human beings on this planet mm-hmm. who deserve care and empathy and respect, mm-hmm. it's that criminal. Because guess what? No human being on this planet woke up and decided to be a detriment to society. Nobody woke up and said, I'm going to commit crimes and I'm going I'm to ruin my life and I'm going to ruin the lives of others. Nobody chooses that. That comes... As a result of a whole bunch of different unfortunate mm-hmm. factors mm-hmm. that the person is completely out of control with, they have no control over them, mm-hmm. and they find themselves in a position where committing crimes is not only easy, but in some cases their best scenario. So, like, punching people, kicking people, um, is that something that that can be justified, like— Okay, it, well, that goes to the second part of Tanea's question. Yeah, oh, okay, it does. Okay. She did so, ask that. That's, so she, that's let's, me. Let's, let's, let's rewind. See, me and Tanea be on the same frequency, bro. All right. <laughs> so so the, the point is, there's there's two things I want to say. There's a disconnect between the, the policing community and the black community. Yeah. The onus is on the police to reach out to the black community and not vice versa. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because police took an oath to serve. Mm-hmm. Black people didn't. Black people were just born. Right. They can't help it. They can't help the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And they can't help the society they were born into. Mm-hmm. Cops, on the other hand, actually took an oath to serve. So the onus is on us to reach out and understand the black community and not vice versa. Mm. Wow. Period. Mm. Period. It's on us. Really? So every time the police scream, well, you just don't understand policing. You just don't understand use mm-hmm. of force. That's horseshit. <laughs> it's not your job to understand that shit. It's our job right. to apply it correctly. Yeah. It is not your job to understand mm. us. It is our job to understand you because mm-hmm. we took an oath to serve you. Mm. Period. End of story. Gotcha. So that's the number one issue. That being said, when people call police, the police need to... They need to be reasonable about the the uh, truth of humanity. Mm-hmm. And the truth of humanity is there's crazy people in all walks of life. Okay, just because you hold a job doesn't mean you're not crazy. Right. Just because you're a particular skin color doesn't mean you are or aren't crazy. There's, there's mental health issues. There's all sorts of things that are pervasive throughout all of society. Mm-hmm. 
So the best thing police can do is when they get a call, they need to go into the call for service with an open mind and understand that the person who called police could just as easily be at fault as the person who the police are being called on. Mm -hmm. That's very reasonable. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a call where I've arrested the Mm. person who called us. (laughs) Because oftentimes that person is the unreasonable one. Mm. The best example of this is the Starbucks issue. Mm -hmm. That manager was unreasonable. Mm. Massively. She got fired, though, so I was happy. Fuck yeah, she did, because (laughs) she's an idiot. I was happy about that. She was unreasonable. She called the police for nothing. Mm -hmm. The police, unfortunately, because a lot of cops don't don't think outside of their training. Our our training is very specific. Mm -hmm. And it is very easy, because of our training, to be pigeonholed into thinking a certain way. Mm. And so, for a lot of cops, when the police are called, they immediately, by default, take the side of the person who's calling us. Mm Mm-hmm. Why that happens, I don't know, because it's not reasonable to do that. Because anybody who's been a cop for more than a day knows people call the police all the time. Slave codes, just, bro. Just, yeah, slave codes. Slave vendettas codes, <laughs> to, to use the police against their ex. Who knows yeah. why? Yeah. People, the police get called all the, all the yeah. time for all kinds of crazy shit. Yep. And literally about 60% of the time, it's horse shit. Yeah. Seriously, I've been a cop 10 years, and 60% of the calls I've gone on are horse shit. Yeah. So... Why there's this disconnect and 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 cops don't realize that more often is beyond me. Because the way the Starbucks issue should have ha- gone down is the police should have interviewed both parties. Yep. That's what I was going to say. And here's the thing. Those two dudes who were at Starbucks that day were legit. Yep. They didn't have criminal records. Nope. They weren't criminals. Mm-hmm. They were normal law-abiding citizens. Yep. And the best – and here's the advantage that police have is we get to run people. We don't actually have to rely on – people's statements so they shouldn't have been we can actually right. run people and find out okay what is this person's life resume mm-hmm. are they criminals or aren't they and the second you run somebody and find out that they're not criminals then you need to you need to try to figure out dig a little bit deeper and figure out okay why are we here what's the, real the police issue? were called yeah but who's being reasonable and who isn't yeah and in the case of that starbucks incident that that manager was being a fucking bitch and she was racist mm. and if i had been there mm-hmm. I would have. You would have slapped it, hoe. Dude, I'm just playing. I'm no, no. I I would have verbally slapped the shit out of her, which would hurt have hurt a lot more than physically slapping her. See, I've got a good. I'm real good at pointing out to people where they fucked up. Yeah. So the way I would have handled that is I would have interviewed the two guys, and they would have said, "Hey, we showed up. We're waiting for a friend. We're here for business purposes. I asked to use the restroom because I have to use the restroom. I'm going to be a paying customer in exactly five minutes when my friend shows up. Right." And she called the police. Mm. And then I'd run those two individuals. I'd find out that they were both clean, Because Starbucks good, good is a citizens. public place. You yes. can go in there and just read a book and not purchase Correct. anything. Correct. Now, m- businesses can also refuse service to anybody for any reason. Yeah. Okay, but that but that doesn't mean that that's the most reasonable route. Right. Just because that's a law. Yeah. Okay, we already talked about just because something's lawful doesn't make it right. Mm. And just because something's unlawful doesn't yep. make it wrong. Yep. Laws do not dictate ethics or morality. Yep. Period. And they do not dictate right or wrong. Laws are man-made and people are fallible. Fucking constitution. So so what is or isn't lawful doesn't mean anything. (laughs) That just means what the government of that jurisdiction has determined is lawful. That doesn't make it right right or wrong. Okay. So because the law states businesses can refuse service to anybody for any reason doesn't make it right. So what I would have done is I would have gone there and I would have interviewed the gentleman the two guys. That, yeah. that the police were being called on. Yeah. I would have found out through running them if they weren't criminals. Mm-hmm. I would have talked to them and seen their demeanor and picked up on nonverbal cl- cues and all sorts of things that mm-hmm. indicate to me these dudes are completely legit and literally just waiting for a friend. And then I would have gone and talked to the manager. And the manager, in hindsight, clearly was in the wrong. Clearly. We all know that now. Because hindsight's twenty twenty, and everything's played out. And we know that she got fired, and the dudes were given a settlement of of coincidentally one dollar that they <laughs> then turned into scholarship funds for unfortunate Man, kids. Yep, so yep. totally solid individuals. So, but basically, what you have is you have a maniac, racist maniac, mm-hmm. calling the police on good people. Right. That's what you have, and in hindsight, we know that. 
But it didn't take hindsight to figure that out. If the police had used their fucking brain and done a good investigation. Yeah, I, didn't, I just, I think, I'm not a police. Oh, here's uh, why that happened. Okay. Because there's a law that says businesses can refuse service uh, at any time for any reason. And so cops are slave, so goddamn fuck, stupid. That's fucking slave codes, bro. It's I'm slave telling codes. You, bro. That shit is crazy. That shit run deep, man. And it's, and cops are so brainless <laughs> to it. We don't realize it. Certainly white cops don't know it. I didn't that's know anything about nuts, slave codes. Bro. But. Man, that's crazy. It is. The way you and, just broke that down, though, like now I'm like, damn, I kind of got goosebumps now. <laughs> like, it is. It's slave code all <laughs> over again. But this is why police need to think outside of their training. So what I would have done, I would have, like I said, interviewed those guys right. and gone to the girl and been like, hey, listen, based off everything I'm being told, it sounds like they're legit. Yeah. They're not criminals. Everything they're saying is completely reasonable. That's and you've wild. called the police. You've Bruh. literally called the police because someone asked to use the restroom. That's wild. And then I would have been like, are you sure? Are you certain <laughs> you want to call the police over someone asking to use the restroom? Are you positive? And then she Bro. would have said whatever she said. Yeah. Here's what I would have done. If she would have said, absolutely, they're not allowed here. I refuse service to them. I would have been like, in all fairness... That's fine, and I'll tell them to leave, but I Dang, will not arrest them. I will not arrest them <laughs> because I've done my investigation. You right. called me here. You called me here. Yeah. So you asked for the police to be here. Mm-hmm. So in do- by doing that, you have, you have given me you – have, you have invited me into this discussion. Right. Okay, and I'm the police. Yep. So you know what? I have a little bit of power, and I'm going to wield it right now. Here's how I'm going to wield it. You're the one being unreasonable. Mm. You should not have called the police. Mm. I will ask them to leave because yeah, if they that's what been you want, easy to just they can out. leave. Yeah, yeah. But I will not arrest them mm-hmm. because you just called the police on someone asking to use the restroom, and that's unreasonable. Right. And I know it's unreasonable because I've talked to you and I've talked to them, mm. and you're mm. the one being unreasonable. Wow. You can do it? I do it all the fucking time. What? I do, I've done it for 10 years. Wow. All the time. That's all the time. But I did not the, know that. But most cops don't do that because guess what most cops want to do? They want to lock up the black person. Well, they want to get in fights too. <laughs> yeah. There's an alpha male. Yeah. Uh, cops got, they got stuff going on at home. Well, who they, knows they, why? Yeah, I was going to say, it's a lot of things lot that of go cops on with fight. cops. Yeah, they, they got a lot of and hostility going on and they just need that one little moment mm-hmm. to just break back. A lot of cops want to fight. <laughs> I, I, prior to being a police officer, I'd never been in a fight in my life. And I never thought I'd be a good cop because I don't like to fight. I don't like confrontation. I don't want to hurt people. Blue, you and don't so believe, because of that... You don't believe in Jesus, but you are like Jesus in a police outfit. <laughs> I believe in <laughs> historical Jesus. <laughs> I just think he was a dude. And a good dude. A real good dude. You're going to change the world, bro. <laughs> but... Uh, the, oh, dude. You just called me Jesus, so now I'm lost. <laughs> You were talking about why uh, you've never been in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So prior to being a cop, I'd you never been in a fight. You got to slapping these hoes, bro. But so my <laughs> my intent when I go into a call is not to beat somebody up. I yeah. don't want to beat people up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to shoot people. Yes, yeah. I have every intention of going through my entire right. career without ever punching right. anybody or shooting them. I'm just kidding about slapping the hoes, too. No, no, no. no I I'm verbally kidding. slap them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Dude, please don't you know slap what's even better? <laughs> you know what's even better than physically hurting somebody what? is showing them how wrong they are right and and not in a not just, in a vindictive yeah. not in a vindictive and, way but in a factual way humiliating them <laughs> and it's it's worthwhile because when somebody like that starbucks manager calls mm-hmm. police on somebody asking to use the restroom mm-hmm. they deserve to be humiliated because mm-hmm. they're fucking stupid and they're wrong mm-hmm. and they need to be called out on that shit and mm-hmm. people need to stop calling black people for barbecuing <laughs> That was the that was the thing you tagged me. Did you see her crying at the end, bro? That's privilege. That's so privilege. She's like, oh my god, I'm so unnerved because these people I'm not comfortable with are barbecuing where I want to barbecue, right? And And so I'm gonna make shit up. She said, she said, I I read the uh, the map and something like that, and you can't use charcoal. Uh, So this and it goes back to the slave codes where the slave couldn't go outside his limitations. He couldn't go out. He couldn't do. White people don't even realize they exist to those standards. (laughs) They don't even realize it. Was, but because of privilege, they they behave this way unknowingly because they have mm, the privilege to do so. Yeah, but and it goes back to me saying this: white people just need to mind their damn business. White people, they need to white go. people need to wake up and realize who they are and the Bruh. privilege they have, 
and the facts of the matter. Listen, I seen so much shit in my neighborhood just go down. But you want to know what happens when the police come around? Mm-hmm. I ain't see shit. Oh, oh man, yeah. That ain't got nothing to do oh, with I me. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> that ain't got I nothing know. to do with me. Trust me. White people, oh, they going to tell you They're gonna almost tell you everything. everything. Yep. They because here's why. That person had because on. white people <laughs> have been conditioned to believe that the police are here to help them because largely they are. Yeah. And black people have not been conditioned to believe that because largely they aren't. Mm-hmm. The police aren't here to help black people. Mm. I'm, dude, I'm sorry. That sounds so harsh. And any officer that's listening to this has just cringed when I said that. Mm. But if you're being honest about the historicity of America and the way policing has gone down, the police aren't here for black people. We mm. arrest them and we kick them. And we Rodney King them. Man. And then we lie about it. Now, and wh- even when it's on film, we continue to lie about it. it. And this it, is going to bring into uh, the topic of Jordan Edwards that we're going to get into as well. They um, but, Did the uh, Rodney King thing get like justified at all? Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't justified at all. Wow. That's crazy. No, no. That was horrible. But And, and we talked about this. this. This got cut off of the last episode, unfortunately. <laughs> but imagine, and this goes back to case law. Imagine what the police report would have read like Mm -hmm. if there wasn't video footage of the Rodney King beating. Mm. The police report would not have read the way that it looked. I promise you. And nobody can disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Nobody. If there was not video footage of Rodney King beating, the police report would have read very differently. The fact that there's video evidence of it leads us all to believe what is painfully obvious mm. that in that instance, they beat the fuck out of that man for no reason mm-hmm. and were prepared to lie about it. Mm. And there is a chance that all of case law developed right around that same ideology. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to prove okay. in my thesis. Hopefully someday. Yeah, someday. I need, I need a grant. If anybody wants to start a GoFundMe, I need to go back to school. I'm thinking about starting a GoFundMe <laughs> just because of the way my account looks. But so you want to talk about Jordan Edwards. Yes. What about Jordan Edwards that the way what like why does that interest you? So well, like what was So this is we talked about Philando Castile and the reason why Officer Yanez was yeah. uh found not guilty yeah. because of case law. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan Edwards is a kid in Texas. Uh do you remember the city in Texas? I forget. Nope, I don't. It's remember. in Texas somewhere. So the the story of Jordan I Edwards I got to go back and look that one. Jordan up. Edwards is a 15-year-old child. Yep. Who attended a house party, yep. which anybody who's that, ever yep. been 15 has probably done. And because of the noise that this house party was causing, the police got called. Mm-hmm. Police show up and they claim that they heard what they thought was gunshots. Mm-hmm. There's never been any proof that any gunshots went off. They heard a noise. Who knows mm-hmm. what the noise was? But they claim they heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. I, I've been a cop 10 years, and I've gone to many house parties. And what happens when you get called to a house party with teenagers is all the teenagers run. Box Springs? Batch, Bo- Batch Bo- Springs. Batch? I think it's Batch Springs. Batch Springs. Wow. Batch Springs, Jeez. Texas. So when police are called to a, a juvenile party, typically what happens when the police show up, all the kids run. And that's exactly what you want to happen because all you want to do is break up the party and make the noise stop. Because typically that's what the complaint is. So these cops get called to this party. It's a noise complaint. And predictably, when they show up, all the kids run because that's what happens. And that's that's really honestly what you want to happen. Right. Because you don't want to cite 200 juveniles for minor consumption because who fucking cares? We've all done it. Yeah. That's hurtful. So you want them to run. You want to just disperse the party, put an end to it. Bring about peace to the community yeah. and go on about your night. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, mm. this cop decided as Jordan Edwards, who is the front seat passenger in a car mm-hmm. with several other kids, mm. they were driving off. They were leaving the party, mm-hmm. literally driving away from it. And this cop decided to fire his AR-15 rifle at the car and he shot Jordan Edwards in the back of the head and killed him instantly. He then lied and said he did this because he thought that the car was backing into him in an aggressive manner, and he fired to save his life. Unfortunately, the dumb fuck either <laughs> forgot or didn't realize that the whole thing was being video cameraed, either through his body camera mm-hmm. or the in-car camera. I don't know mm-hmm. which it is. And that's not true. 
the car did not back into them. The car drove away. And so he executed this kid for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Like, None. did Jordan... Uh, and I'm here to tell you, if there was not video evidence of did that... Did Jordan, like, give him any lip or anything no, no. like that? He never Nothing. even... He Just never had any interaction. Him. He saw a car driving away from him, and he fired really? rounds into the car and killed the kid. It, now, is that considered, like, resisting? No. What the fuck it's is murder. It? That's what that's murder. That's a textbook definition of murder. Now, what how what led to that officer making that decision, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing for sure is if there was not video evidence of what occurred, that officer would be getting cleared mm-hmm. because it would be his word versus nobody's word. And he would say, as he did say, that that vehicle backed into him in an aggressive manner and he fired out of self-defense. That would be his claim. And because officers are supposed to be honest and we're supposed to be honorable and we're yeah. supposed to be above repute, we would be believed. Mm. And the person who got shot in the back of the head is not there to say anything about it. And mm-hmm. even if they were, the officer would still be believed because it's a noble profession, supposedly, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to live up to that standard. Mm. This is what I'm talking about with case law. Case law would be drastically different if it had been developed in a time when there were video cameras. Right. Because then it would be indisputable. Those officers in the Jordan Edwards incident are going to be found guilty. I can I can 98% guarantee you they're mm. going to be found guilty because they've already been caught in a lie and there was no reason to shoot that kid. None. Mm. None. But if there wasn't video evidence of it, they would not be found guilty. Wow. That... And that that case is still going on. Not now that See, that, that kind of like, but saying like just that type of stuff kind of breaks my heart because those type of situations go on so it's just it's so often mm-hmm. you know that those things happen, mm-hmm. and it just really bothers me that there's a system and there's people who uh, congratulate this system on its uh, you know proud to be American. Mm-hmm. And Tupac had this great quote. He said that America eats his babies. Mm-hmm. And you see it every day with what you just explained to me, that America is showing you that it's literally eating its babies mm-hmm. and it's not caring for it. Um, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, in, uh, in Pharaoh times where, was it, Twan, was the population getting too big and they started to put the babies in the river to get, like, rid of the babies and stuff like that. That's symbolic to what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Black people are being murdered in the streets by the people who are supposed to be protecting us, mm-hmm. and America just kind of kind of look away mm-hmm. from it, you know. And and you're right. And this leads into your friend's other question about use of force. Mm-hmm. Your friend who asked about, you know, do the police just automatically take the side of the person who called the police? She also asked another excellent question, and she said, you know, for her personally. If somebody grabs her, just grabs her out of nowhere, and she doesn't expect to be grabbed, her natural inclination is to, to pull slap away. That hoe. No, and that's totally reasonable. <laughs> Absolutely reasonable. <laughs> Completely normal reaction to being right. grabbed unexpectedly. It doesn't matter who's grabbing you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a kid or an adult or mm-hmm. a cop. If you get grabbed unexpectedly, a very natural reaction is to pull away. Mm-hmm. Well, well, in police lingo, that's resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. I've talked people into handcuffs for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use force. All you have to do is communicate with them. Mm. That's it. And the second you've communicated with them, they understand the situation. And literally 99% of the time, they turn around and put their hands behind the back and you put handcuffs on them. Mm. This is why. So police get so upset. Because they're like, why don't people just stop resisting? They're like, if they would just stop resisting, there wouldn't be an issue. It's right. not the police's fault. It's their fault because mm-hmm. they're resisting. Mm-hmm. Well, dumb motherfucker, take a step back and consider whether or not you actually communicated with that individual. Mm-hmm. Because I'm here to tell you, I've been a cop 10 years, and and I'd have to go back and count it. I don't know that this is totally actual. In 10 years significant force like where i actually potentially could have injured somebody mm. i've probably used that less than 10 times in 10 years maybe once a year mm-hmm. maybe and that's a stretch and the reason for that is because i talk to people you communicate with I, them. I communicate with them you i don't them i don't treat i don't treat criminals like pieces of shit because i don't think that they are right 
there are people in society who do bad shit for sure. Of course. And they break the law and they dis they they victimize people and they do things they shouldn't do. Yes. Absolutely. And they should be held accountable. Mm. Absolutely. You can't do that shit because you, you you can't have an ordered society if people are out doing that stuff. But that doesn't mean that you disrespect them or hate them. Mm-hmm. Those are the people you need to serve more than anybody else because those are the people that need help. Because as I said before, they're not doing this because they chose to be a piece of shit. They're doing this because they come from a very unfortunate set of circumstances and they probably don't have better options. Mm. And if any other human being had walked in their shoes, they very likely would be the same person. Right. Period. Adam. Adam. Period. Yep. End of story. <laughs> so instead of hating these people, care for them. These are the people you should be serving. The people that I arrest mm-hmm. are the people that I am the most gentle with mm. because they are the people who need the most decency. Mm. Some rich white motherfucker mm-hmm. living in their palatial estate, they don't need my fucking decency. <laughs> They've got decency coming out of their ass. Right. They've got all the money in the world to have all the decency they're ever going to need. They don't need anything from me. They don't yeah. need my service. They don't need jack shit from me. Mm. They're just fine. And they always will be because they got the money to prove it. The people who need you something. You guys are the slave watches, though, you know? That's, oh, I that's know. how it was. You yeah, know, that's how it the, was. The, and that's the mentality the still. And that's the mentality. In the, in the big house. While the, that's the, the mentality that needs to be broken. Walkers, uh, they just rode around on their horses telling slaves get to work, you know? Mm-hmm. That's and that's, it, that, that exists today. That exists I'm today, telling man. you, we saw it at Starbucks when yeah. that fucking bitch called police on two right. well-meaning black dudes went to have a business meeting. <laughs> right, Happens man. all the fucking time. Yo, so Blue... It just got cut off in the last uh, episode. Can you talk about like when people get pulled over, they get hit with like a, a fine and they can't. Oh, yeah. uh, well, that can't. that goes back. So this got cut off again. Sorry. Yep. Uh, we got Antoine sitting here, so this is not going to happen again. You rock. Antoine. So you had mentioned that uh, Philando Castile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that had, poor guy, dude. Had he like, he had fifty three yeah. traffic stops. Yep. And several of those traffic stops resulted in his arrest. So when you only take that that fact in and of itself and you don't consider it more deeply, it appears that Philando Castile was a criminal. And mm. so every white person who has all the privilege in the world to have this opinion would immediately assume yep. that, well, of course, he got shot by police. He was a criminal. Right. There's evidence he was a criminal. He was stopped 53 times, and many of those stops resulted in his arrest. Mm-hmm. He was a criminal. Of course, he got mm-hmm. shot. Well, no, you're wrong. You don't understand how policing works. You should have been a cop. I have. Here's how it works. <laughs> I was a cop on the West Coast, and I'm a cop in the South. Policing in the South is different. Racism is more alive in the South than it is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's completely to be expected because the South was the Confederates and they fought for slavery. Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's not a mystery to anybody. Everybody would assume that that's true. But it's meaningful to me because I've actually seen it play out. Because I have been a cop in both places, and I've actually seen how different it is here. So when you run somebody in this state, in the South, you get their driving history. And what I've noticed in just two years is that when you run a white person, they have the typical you know, stuff on their record. Speed, uh, maybe a speeding ticket, maybe mm-hmm. no speeding tickets, maybe one seatbelt violation, yeah, maybe one accident, that's it. Yeah. When you run black people here, they have... Pages and pages and pages of seatbelt violations. Mm. So so do black people, is is it a cultural thing that they don't like to wear seatbelts? No, fuck no. <laughs> black people do or don't wear seatbelts at the same ratio that white people right. do or don't wear seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. What does it tell you? It tells you that police look for black people not wearing seatbelts and pull them over. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. You can't refute that. Mm. I've seen it with my own eyes. Mm. I'm not trying to be edgy. Right. I've just simply seen it and I'm willing to admit it. Right. When you run a black person, they have a laundry list of seatbelt violations. When you run a white person, they don't. Mm. It took me two years to see this and to realize it. So what? how does that play out then for somebody like Philando Castile? Right. In the state we're in, a seatbelt violation is a mandatory ticket. We have no discretion. The law says if you pull somebody over for a seatbelt violation, they're getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. So... If I were to pull somebody over for that, I would have to give them a ticket by law. Mm-hmm. That's why you see so many black people with seatbelt violations because they're being specifically targeted mm-hmm. for that. Yep. And then when they get pulled over, they get a ticket. Wow. Well, what happens if you don't have a lot of money and you get a ticket? Well, you don't pay it yep. because you don't have a lot of money. You've you got to pay for a bunch of other shit that's a thousand times more important, namely right. your kids. Yep. 
Well, if you don't pay a ticket, then what happens? Yeah, well, your license right. gets That's suspended. Like uh, yeah. If you don't pay a ticket, if you get yeah. a seatbelt violation, don't oh, okay. pay your ticket, you get okay. your license suspended. Mm-hmm. But you can't stop driving. Got you. Because you still got to exist. You still have to live. Yeah. You still have to take your kids to school and go to work. So then you get stopped again. And now you've got a suspended license. So now you get a criminal citation mm. because you have a suspended license. But you still can't pay it and you still can't stop driving because you still need to get your kids to school. You still need mm. to go to work and mm-hmm. you still don't have a lot of money. So then you continue to drive. Well, mm. then you get stopped again. And what happens now? Well, now, because you received a criminal citation for driving on a suspended license, now you have a warrant for your arrest. So now you actually get arrested. Mm. Your car gets impounded and you go to jail. But you still can't pay it. So you, you don't pay that fine either. Yeah. So now you're in the system. So now you've got warrants and traffic citations and more fines than you could ever hope to pay. Mm-hmm. And as that scenario snowballs you become Flando Castile who all of a sudden has 53 charges mm. is Flando Castile a criminal nope nope, nope cuz hindsight's 2020 mm-hmm. and he wasn't he was actually a good dude he bought school lunches for disenfranchised kids mm-hmm. worked in schools mm-hmm. lawfully owned a firearm mm-hmm. there's there's no more proof that he was Heart a law abiding a citizen than the Heart fact that he had a concealed carry permit yeah good dude yeah he wasn't a bad person mm. why did he have 53 arrests then because of what I just fucking described. Because <laughs> the motherfucker didn't have enough money to pay his goddamn fucking citations, but he also didn't have enough money to stop driving. Because he had to work. To, he had to get to school to pay for school lunches for right. all those kids. Right. And that's what he did. Mm. Yeah. So that 53 arrests, yeah. that's extremely misleading. Extremely. Those 53 arrests only prove that he worked hard and did what was best by his kids. Mm. That's and they were all, by the way, traffic offenses. That is that is true. They really? they all of his arrests were traffic yeah. related because of what I just described. This fucking snowball effect, it's slave code. Black people can't drive. Black people can't barbecue. Black people can't go to Starbucks and ask to use the restroom. They can't do jack fucking shit. Right. And it's it has got <laughs> to stop. And yeah. we have got to fucking talk openly and honestly about yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta talk openly and honestly about it. Uh but what I will say, speaking from a black you know, the black side <laughs> I will say that when being pulled over by a cop, there is certain things that us black people, we got to do in order to survive. Oh, absolutely. In order to live. For sure. There's a lot of videos and things I've seen where black people are kind of, you know, yeah, are mouthing definitely. off. And I, and I get why you're upset. Yep, me too. I get why you're mouthing off. But in order for you to survive, in order yes. to you go back home to your parents or go home to your kids, I feel like there is a way we need to conduct ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to put our ego aside just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can, you know, get back to our, our destination, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, our home. Uh, and I, I, I told you about this, the Moors. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling out the Moors, just like calling them out, but my my Moors, I got, I got a lot of Moors friends. What they like to do is like cite off laws a lot of times. Mm-hmm. When they, I seen a video, the guy was walking out like the uh, the courtroom and the police was like, you're under arrest. He was like, I am not under arrest because of this law. Then, like, three police went and tackled him. And I was just like, if he just, I, I felt like if he would have conducted his, his self yeah. in, a, in another way, I'm not saying bow down or nothing. I know, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know black people are proud people. Yeah. But there's got to be a way where we conduct ourselves. But you're, you're, not, you're not wrong, and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And I have an example that I can give that illustrates what you just said perfectly. You're mm-hmm. 100% right. But in my mind, and I'm going to give the example here in a sec, mm-hmm. where black people could do better and make better decisions where police are concerned. Mm-hmm. And you're right. However, this goes back to what I said before. It isn't on. It, it is not the responsibility not of black people, black people to yeah. figure out how to react to police. It isn't. Yeah, it, it isn't. Right. You didn't take an oath. You right. were just born. You damn right. I took a fucking oath. Mm-hmm. To serve you. Mm-hmm. So I better figure out how the fuck best to serve you. Yeah. That is on me. That is not on you. Is tackling and punching people, is that the right thing to do? Well, sometimes, but almost never. Because <laughs> I've been a cop 10 years and I've never punched and a single you, human right. being. Right. But did you see the video where the the, the uh, ex-football player like got like body slammed yeah, and oh stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. When, when in a case... Is that okay? When is that okay to do? Well, when, okay, in my opinion, yeah, 
as oh as a cop as as, as a, a as a cop yeah. and also not an atypical cop. Yeah. So <laughs> the way that I handle myself is I communicate. Mm-hmm. My f- my first thing to do is to communicate. I'm completely open with people. I tell them every bit of information they could ever want to know because that eliminates the mystery. That eliminates the fear. When they understand the situation, then they don't have to assume that I'm a racist cop Mm -hmm. because I've just explained to them the situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if I just go hands-on and say, you're under arrest, I'm not going to tell you why, but you're under arrest and you better fucking comply with what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. If they don't have a reason for that, Mm -hmm. as your friend pointed out in her question, their natural reaction is to pull away. And that's Mm -hmm. very natural. Mm -hmm. That is. That's why communication is so important. When I arrest somebody, the last, I'll give you a straight up example. The last black person I arrested, I arrested for DUI. And he was fucking lit. His blood (laughs) ended up coming back at a 0.25. He was really Mm. drunk. Legal limits 0.08. He was was sloshed. Mm. And here's how I handled him. I put my hand on his shoulder the way that I would put my hand on the shoulder of a friend. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, man, I know that you're saying you didn't drink, but I've done all my tests. And regardless of what you said, you're really drunk. And I don't care that you're denying it. You're drunk. And I know you're drunk because I just put you through all these tests. And my hand's on his shoulder this entire time. And I'm like, you know, if if you're going to stick to your guns and say you're not drunk, that's fine. You can go to court and you can have your day. And that's fine. Yeah. But I got to tell you, man, based off what I've seen with your driving and your behavior, you're drunk and you're going to go to jail. Mm -hmm. And what I need you to do. And and then I even take it even a step further. I tell them what the court process is. I'm like, okay, you're going to be placed under arrest. You're going to be taken to jail. You're going to meet with a magistrate. You're going to be given your charges. You're going to be given a bond amount. Mm -hmm. And this jail staff is going to help you bond out because they don't want you there. Mm -hmm. Jail staff don't want nonviolent people in their jail. They want to get you in and out. Because mm. the the more crowd, the more problems. Mm. So they want you out as much as you want to be out. They're going to work with you. Okay. This is going to take a full three hours out of your evening, mm-hmm. and then you got to go to court, and we'll figure it out from there. Mm. And guess what happens when I lay it out like that? They fucking turn around and put their hands behind their back, <laughs> and I very easily and peacefully put handcuffs on them, and then we become friends. What if they got tried to run though? Like, that's what? okay. That's yeah. my point. That's how I approach it. Uh-huh. And nine times out of ten, the person turns around and says, thanks for telling me. Thanks for communicating. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. They put their hands behind the back and everything's hunky-dory. Now, that's 99% of the time. There is 1% of the time where the guy's like, fuck you, <laughs> fucking pig. Okay. Well, at that point, it's on. Okay. I right, can't do right, anything right, with right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. See. I can't do anything with that. Yeah, yeah. If we get to that point and, I've, and I, as a reasonable, fair, honest police officer, am going to arrest this person for a reasonable, fair, honest crime. Right. And I've communicated to them, and I've given them every chance to turn around, put their hands behind the back. Mm. If they then turn around and say, fuck you, mm. motherfucker, pig, racist, white, cop, motherfucker, cracker, right. well, then it's on. I mean, I then there's there's no saying what's going to happen. So at that blue, point, blue got at, that point yeah. at that point, if I go to put them in handcuffs and they pull away, I have no problem taking them to the ground. Now, I still do it with decency, though. Mm. I don't use excessive force. Mm. I do what I got to do to get them in handcuffs. Mm. And the second they're in handcuffs, it's fucking over. Because mm. I, don't, I don't have any ill will towards this person. None. Mm. None. As I've said before, I'm there to serve them more than any other human being on this planet. Because they're the most disenfranchised. Because they're in a position where they're committing crimes. Nobody chooses that. They, they get to that point in life because of a set of circumstances they couldn't control. Mm. So if, if police are here to serve anybody on this planet, it's those folks because they're the most disenfranchised and they're the most vulnerable. Mm. So the second I get them in handcuffs, it's over. Mm-hmm. Then I got to get them in the car. If mm-hmm. I have to pick them up to do so, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And everything's documented and everything's filmed. But there's never any amount of excess because I don't hate this person. Mm. I care for this person. Mm. So, so the, there is a time where throwing them to the ground is yeah, yeah, warranted, yeah, yeah, and that's reasonable. what I just described. Right, yeah, of course. Um, I, was, I would ask this. Is there, will there be a time, you probably, I'm, I'm just asking, will there be a time, because there are a lot of white people now who are kind of understanding what white supremacy is, what it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, will there be a time for uh, white people Probably not your generation, but more my generation and probably uh, 
the younger generation, uh, will there be a time that white supremacy does not exist? Hope so. Do you would you would you think that would ever play out? Um, old motherfuckers just gotta die, right? Do you think old white people still use the N word? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And do you think old white people like? And this is this is another like systematic uh, racism uh, thing that I thought of. I was into a podcast. And he was like, "If I called you a dumb motherfucker every day, and then you went to your homeboy and you start you you." Each other start calling each other dumb motherfuckers. Then when didn't that work in my favor? You know, because mm-hmm. now I got you guys calling each other dumb motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So, and it made me think like I bet old white people are like so happy that black people call each other nigga. Do you think that's like more of like a like white people kind of winning in, yeah. in, in that era? Yeah, I'm trying to like not use the n word now. Yeah, more, and oh, more dude, I wouldn't but, say that fucking word to save my life. Because... Man, but it's crazy. And like, okay, so white people, younger white people. And even Latino people are like more comfortable now saying, and they be talking well, to their people because they be, of rap and everything yeah. else. It's a cultural thing. I still, dude, I wouldn't say that. I literally wouldn't utter that word if you paid me. I don't. I don't want. I don't like the word. Can't say the maggot word with the elf. But it's not because you can't say that shit now. But it's like the n word just flies around. Well, but <sighs> this goes back to why we're even doing this podcast, though. <laughs> because so I understand my position in all of this. Okay. I'm a I'm a white dude. I'm a very white dude mm-hmm. with all the white privileges that come along with that and all of the blind spots. Mm-hmm. And the only reason my blind spots are less is because I put in a whole bunch of work to make them less. Mm. But if I hadn't done that, I'd mm-hmm. be just as fucking blind as everybody else. But that's why I went to you because so I don't know if this will come up in later episodes, but we kind of touched on it, I think, in the first episode. I, you know, you and I, I asked you out to beers Yep. because of what's going on with the Trump administration, all this just blatant racism, just yep. this, you just can't even ignore it. It's just so in your face. It's just yep. so obvious right now because of all that. And because of what I've seen, and what the fuck does like make America great again actually white. mean? It means make it fucking white. What was Trump's number one campaign promise? Build a wall. Yeah. What does build a wall mean? Keep brown people out. That's what it means. Like, but does anybody even know, like, what, like, actually what the slogan meant? What does that mean? Like, when was America great? Well, like you said, it was great for white people. Yeah. Black people, we ain't never had this journal. No. You know what I'm saying? They want to make Good. it great again, where it was great for white people, gave, where people like Obama weren't president. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 they gave us Hennessy People and with they brown said, skin couldn't come right. into the country. Gave us cocaine and everything and uh, said, fucking party on, then locked us up for centuries. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, so like when the hell, like what the hell does that mean, make well, America Well, I think we're again? finding out what it means. And like you said, it's just like blatantly in your face, yeah. white supremacy. So so because of that, though, I came to you <laughs> and, and you and I went to a, a bar and had beers. Yep. And I said, here's what I'm thinking and I want to help. But I don't know how because mm-hmm. I'm not in a position to speak to your community. I'm not. And I get mm-hmm. that. But I want to help it. And I'm like, well, what can I do? I need I need your voice to tell me what I can do mm-hmm. because I don't know. Right. And you gave me some great fucking advice. Yep. And then a month later you suggested this podcast and I yep. fucking jumped on it. <laughs> Because I want to help, thankful, man. and I want to help. Yeah, but but the point is, I had to take your lead. I had to let you direct it, because I am not in a position to tell. I'm not in a position to help you. You need to tell me how I can help you. Mm-hmm. And black people are screaming it in yeah. droves. They're like, "Here's how we need fucking help. Yeah. We don't want the police shooting us. Yeah. We don't want the police pulling us over for bullshit. Right. And we don't want to get beat up for no reason. Right. And all the police are like, "Well, you're showing no resistance arrest." <laughs> We're not fucking listening to you. We need to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And take you serious. Yeah. And believe it. That's and making America great it. again. Yeah. That's making and that's, well, and make, so, just making America So great. what you had said is, <laughs> will there ever be a time where racism goes away? Well, not racism, because racism will always live. Yeah. I, I feel think that's going to live. But yeah. with white supremacy, okay. you that's, know what I'm saying? Will that ever go away? I don't know. Uh as as the older generations die away, there's mm-hmm. a good chance of it because millennials are way more open minded yep. than baby boomers, for instance. A lot of mixed kids too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a good chance of it. But what needs to happen is white people need to fucking admit the facts of the matter, and they need to be honest about the way society works and functions. Mm. 
And the, and and white people need to do work to actually realize that the things black people complain about are true mm-hmm. and legitimate grievances because it's not obvious to us. In our experience, unless we look to find it, we're not going to see it. And I know that firsthand because mm-hmm. I didn't see it. The the opinions that I'm espousing on this podcast weren't my opinions 10 years ago. Mm. They're only my opinions now because I fucking put the work in. And I've been a police officer in various parts of the country, and I've seen the differences, and I am well-intentioned, and I care. Mm. And so I've put in a whole bunch of work to try to figure out what is, mm-hmm. what is factual, without any regard for my own biases. Mm-hmm. Okay, And this is where I've landed. It's it's notable that I am a police officer and I'm saying the things I'm saying. Clearly, my goal is not to promote a police officer culture or to be one of the bros and to protect my own. My yeah. my goal is to get it right. Yeah. And to take so take care of people. You you wanted a Nat Turner's actually, you know, because mm-hmm. uh Nat Turner was a slave that rebelled. Mm-hmm. And uh uh Harriet Tubman had a, a great quote. She said, you know, I could have freed a bunch of, uh, she said, I freed, I freed a lot of slaves, but I could have freed more mm-hmm. if they knew they were slaves. You, on the other hand, you're a cop, but you're, you're a great cop. You're doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. You think you could probably make more, like, more cops, you know, no, kind of like you. See, I don't know that. I don't know about you, that. You don't know that. Okay. Nope. That's the biggest challenge in the world, and that's why I go as Blue Line, because I don't know that that's the case. Yeah. I think in the short term, the chances of me actually hurting my career are probably greater than mm. the chances of me changing people's opinions. Well, okay, see, okay, and that goes back to slave codes because if white people found, like, if, like, say, if I was a runaway slave and you said, hey, black line, you can come in this house, mm-hmm. if white people found mm-hmm. that out, mm-hmm. you'll get killed right yeah. along with me. It's all the same so, shit. Yeah, yeah, damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wow, that mm-hmm. is crazy. So that brotherhood, or I don't know. It's just, would... it's not, it's just an ignorance, though. Mm. It's just a complete, utter ignorance. And it, it goes into, you know, when you had propositioned me with doing this podcast, you wanted to talk about a whole bunch of other shit, yep. more than what we've talked about. Yep. And one of the things you wanted to talk about is religion. Yep. And we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. But we, we, we're all born into whatever circumstance we're born into. Right. And where religion is concerned, v- predominantly people are the faith of whatever they were born into. Mm-hmm. There's exceptions, obviously. There's exceptions to everything. But for the most part, you are the religion of your parents. Just because you were born into a particular belief or to a particular skin color doesn't make you right. Mm. It means that's what you were born into, mm. and that's what you know, right. and that's what you're comfortable with, right. and that's what you understand, and that's your language. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't make you right. It yeah. just makes that's that just means that's what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Just because I'm a police officer doesn't mm-hmm. mean I have to assume and, and own all of the attitudes that most police officers have. Because my intention is not to be one of the guys. My intention is to get it right. Not, not, Free the slaves. Yes. Get saying. it right. What are, <laughs> what are the facts? What, what, are the, yeah. what is actually going on here? Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I said it in the ep- first episode when this whole black lives matter thing first happened. I actually took it personally. I'm like, dude, people fucking hate police. And I'm like, why do people hate police? I'm not like that. Why the, why do they hate me? You didn't see and it. I took first. it personal. Yeah. You didn't see and it I'm first. like, well, fuck these guys. Mm. How dare they? Right. But then I took a step back. Was and it over the media the, that made you feel like that? Yeah. Okay. And, and then I took a step back and I actually moved and moved to the South and did some research and listened to some lectures and read some books and met people like you and just thought, and looked outside of my own little world mm. and then immediately realized, well, fuck, dude, that's why. Right. Because it, ma- it makes complete sense when you take a chance to look. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's the biggest thing, though. People got, just got to look, yeah. though, man. But what you were saying, we're going to get on this on another episode. Yeah. Um, I am going to give pointers and real-life examples as to how black people can react to cops in a way to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Because there is some onus on the black community. Mm-hmm. And we've talked could, about that. I gave you some... Could we put that in uh, this, like, you know, like, iTunes got that, like, whole little box thing. We can, like, put, like, little links and stuff. Could we do that? Or Well, like... next episode we'll talk oh, okay, about Okay, next episode. Okay. We'll talk about the... I've, give, I've told you about them. I've yeah, got a yeah, couple yeah, stories yeah, yeah. where I dealt with some yeah, folks who yeah. really didn't take to me very nicely. Are we going to feature Torn? Yeah, we're gonna, he's going to talk. Mr. Gonna producer, tell, he's sitting here all quiet. about... Him driving while being yeah, yeah, black, yeah, yeah. and his we'll talk situations. to him, and we'll talk. We'll talk about ways that black people can do better in reacting to the police. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. But 
I just want to reiterate, it's not on you to act better. It's on us to treat you better. Oh, I know that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that shit. Yeah. You know the onus saying? is on us, not yeah, you guys. Yeah. But that being said, there are things that you guys could do. Yeah, it's definitely things that we yeah. could do better, too. And yeah. Even just as a, as a and community. And you touched on that. Yeah. And we'll so, talk about it. So, yeah, man. But, uh, uh, real quick. Totally off topic. Because <laughs> we, we had hoped that this podcast would cover many, many subjects. Yeah. And we went a little bit heavy on basketball in the first episode. Yep. But I just want to point out. That LeBron down 0-2? Well, no, no, no. That's not what I want to point out. <laughs> I want to point out that in the first episode, I chose the Cavs to go all the way, and you chose... No, no, no. I chose the Celtics. I chose the Celtics to go all the way, and you chose the Cavs. Yep. And who's in the Eastern Conference Finals? The Cavs and the Celtics. We were both right. Yeah. So that's a pitch for this podcast. Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. Ooh, you chose the Cavs, I got you. I got and I chose the Celtics, <laughs> and that's the Eastern Conference Finals. So... Hey, Terry Rozier, though, I'm buying a jersey. That man is cold. But LeBron's doing everything he fucking can LeBron's out there. LeBron's a fucking animal, dude. Yeah, he and, is. And the, the Celtics are good, dude. And man, the Celtics are good. Brad you know Stevens? what? I really went mine. I will not. I'm hoping Houston can get a win tonight. God. Because uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics-Rockets finals. I really I, wouldn't. Dude, I would love it. I would. I just love I LeBron. I would get the popcorn. Dude, Celtics-Rockets would be a phenomenal. Yes. I'd love it. Man, I'd that root would for be, both teams simultaneously. I'm telling you, like I wouldn't care yeah. who won that yep. joint. Like for real. Like I would be happy if Brad Stevens won. I'd yep. be happy if James Harden won. Yep. I, I just hate the Warriors. I, I hate man, the Warriors. Can't nobody guard KD though. They're terrible. They can't guard. Can't nobody guard And KD. and everybody hates LeBron because he went to Miami and created a super team. But nobody and cares. We, and we Kevin talked, Durant. We talked about it. God, dude. Durant did it on steroids. <laughs> on steroids. Holy shit. He went that to a championship was, winning that team. That team was seventy three and nine. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I oh, hate yeah. the Warriors. So, man, shout out our uh, sponsor again. Oh, yeah, Black Luster Clothing. Yes, sir. Uh, we got a, there's we got so many good shirts. They, like, do you know how much they going for? Uh, well, my wife bought one that isn't a Blurred Lines shirt, and I think she paid 23 Okay. But well, it's well worth it. They're yeah, badass shirts. It support and us. It, it supports black business. We're going to start a GoFundus. And too. the messages that the shirts portray are fantastic, and the dude who owns it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, Black Luster Clothing company on facebook yep. uh blackluster.com on the internet um next episode i don't know i don't know what we'll talk about well, i don't know either of maybe course, maybe of we'll branch we off and hit, touch on some religion maybe i don't know hey, we i could. could ruffle some feathers though that's what we're here for what the fuck <sighs> Shit, this is america don't catch you slipping though i <laughs> <laughs> i love that track man but yeah, we, yeah let's talk let's talk about religion let's what, we'll what, see what, what yeah let's We'll see. Yeah, I don't. We could you, record. You an atheist? Uh, I'm well, a. I I I, I prefer. I prefer. Do you meditate at all? I Try want to. to. I need to learn. I want to. Sam learn. Harris meditates. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to learn. I just don't have time right now. I could. I could benefit from it. I need to learn you, how see, to meditate. See, that's the problem. You got to make time for it. But I'm. It's so busy. like ten minutes. I'm getting more busier now than I've ever been. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. All right. I got a murder trial coming up. You got a murder trial mm -hmm. coming up. Mm -hmm. When are we gonna do this ride along? We got to do that, too. I want to do that shit. But I got to first figure out a way to explain the way that I know you. Because if the podcast comes out, yeah, then that's bad. Because I just said a whole bunch of shit that no cop like wants to I just to told hear. you, black people, we were like, man, I don't know that, man. Shit, I don't know. There you go. See, see, I ain't see so shit. I'll, just make that <laughs> yeah. I'll say, fuck, I met him at Waffle House. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know that motherfucker. <laughs> he rolled up on me. I thought he was going to arrest me. Shit. I, he just said, hop in the car. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're just going to go with I met you at Waffle House. <laughs> Hey, everybody love Waffle House. Hey, I, I, but I do think black people shouldn't go to Waffle House for a while because it's saying like yeah. shit getting fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, that wraps up the show. I want to appreciate you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, rate, and comment. Thank you guys. This is Black Line and my guy Blue Line. This is Blue Red Line. Thank y'all. Thank you guys.